Taiwan has reported three more cases in connection with an outbreak among China Airlines pilots. One is a cargo pilot and another is a pilot's wife. The third is an employee at the Novotel Taipei Taoyuan International Airport, a quarantine hotel where many confirmed cases had stayed. This employee is currently in intensive care with severe pneumonia. Novotel Taipei closed for disinfection on Thursday, transferring more than 400 people, including China Airlines pilots, to quarantine centers for isolation. Novotel Taipei Taoyuan International Airport closed for disinfection on Thursday after an employee tested positive for COVID. Health Minister Chen Shizheng was on site that morning as guests were transferred to centralized quarantine centers. A total of 412 people were relocated, including hotel staff, China Airlines pilots and guests. They were distributed across six quarantine facilities. At their original hotel, 39 samples were collected for expedited testing. The hotel employee may have been infected in the second wave. His situation might be the same as that of the pilots in that he acquired the infection later on. He may have been infected by person-to-person -person contact, whereas the pilots may have picked up the virus from the environment. With these considerations in mind, we decided to clear out the hotel. The new case is Taiwan's first quarantine hotel employee to test positive. This employee had sought medical care three times in a week and is now in intensive care. They were a bit slow in sending out the tests. By the time he was hospitalized, he had already developed pneumonia. This hotel employee, case 1120, was one of three infections announced on Thursday in connection to the China Airlines outbreak. The others were case 1121, the wife of a diagnosed pilot, and case 1122, a cargo pilot in his 50s. Chen also announced that another undiagnosed pilot had tested positive for COVID antibodies. This pilot is the father of a confirmed case, a student at Kangqiao International School in New Taipei's Linkou District. The man flew back to Taiwan last night or the night before. Antibody tests yielded a positive, but PCR tests were negative. Three schools in northern Taiwan have taken action after the parents of their students tested positive for COVID antibodies. Linko's Kangqiao International School has moved to online teaching for a week. Taoyuan's Ximen Elementary School has suspended classes for two days because one infected pilot had gone to the school to pick up her child. Taoyuan's Jingxing Elementary School is continuing on with classes, but it's cancelled large-scale activities. The Coast Guard has taken delivery of its largest frigate to date, a 4,000-ton patrol vessel named Jiayi. In a Coast Guard first, it has Taiwan painted on its hull. The domestically made ship has a state-of-the-art negative pressure isolation rooms and can be used on medical missions. In times of war, it can be equipped with projectile launchers and converted into a combat ship. The Coast Guard administration took delivery of its first 4,000-ton frigate, the Jiayi, at a ceremony presided by the president on Thursday. This will allow all of you who represent the ROC Taiwan to demonstrate the rigor of your training and your resolve to protect our territorial waters. I charge you with giving your duty your all, and I have nothing but confidence in you. The Jiayi is 125 meters long and 16.5 meters wide, and can travel up to 10,000 nautical miles at a time. In wartime, it can be equipped with arms such as Chenhai rocket projectiles and remote weapon systems. It can also serve as a landing dock for Black Hawk helicopters 
helicopters. The frigate's military capacity is on par with the Navy's Tuochang corvettes. In peace, the ship's negative pressure isolation wards and operating rooms can be used to boost Taiwan's medical and rescue capabilities at sea. All in all, the ship marks a new chapter for the Coast Guard. This ship is just as well equipped as a field hospital, we could say that. The armaments can also be removed to become a hospital ship and assist in humanitarian missions. It can also be used to support maritime diplomacy. For example, if there is a maritime disaster, we can launch an international mobilization mission with the health and foreign ministries. The Coast Guard says the new ship will allow Taiwan to strengthen its maritime patrols and to better defend its rights and interests. The ship can also be used to defend fishermen's rights and protect lives and property in cooperation with the Navy. A U.S. defense news outlet has reported that the Pentagon plans to upgrade a missiles package for Taiwan at no additional charge. Defense blog reports that Washington has authorized improvements to its AGM-88 missiles deal for Taiwan's Air Force. Taiwan lawmakers say the move is a step forward in military trust between the two sides. According to Defense Blog, the Pentagon has authorized a 138 million US dollar contract modification for Taiwan. It provides improvements to AGM-88 high-speed anti-radiation missiles for Taiwan's F-16Vs. Military analysts say that the contract will essentially provide the latest AGM-88E. The AGM-88E missile features new radar software and a digital anti-radiation homing sensor with improved frequency coverage. It has a GPS-assisted inertial navigation system and can home in on a range of radio signals. It can even hit targets that have stopped emitting radio signals, a feature that will drastically enhance the combat capabilities of the Air Force. The U.S. AGM-88 is in fact the most effective and strongest missile in the world. An anti-radiation missile is designed to actively seek and destroy enemy radar-equipped systems. We hope that the upgrades will take the missile system to the level of the AGM-88E, which could enable us to wipe out enemy targets in the battlefield surrounding Taiwan. Although the Pentagon has not announced the plan, lawmakers are optimistic that it will come to pass. The reported deal is seen as a warning from Washington to Beijing. Taiwan is facing a threat from China, and that threat has indeed become greater and increasingly concrete. Therefore, the U.S. believes that the weapons it provided in the past are no longer enough to maintain the regional balance. In response, the U.S. is upgrading those weapons and updating its contracts. Because the PLA expansionism and provocation of other nations' sovereignty has become a norm, Asian countries are improving their armaments and strengthening their alliances with each other. The Pentagon had first authorized the sale of AGM-88s to Taiwan in 2017. Under the Biden administration, it's upgraded the contents of that contract in a sign of growing trust toward Taiwan and an ever-hardening attitude toward Beijing. New infrastructure is vital to supporting growing populations as well as modernizing our cities, but it's also a major contributor to pollution. According to the Environmental Protection Administration, in the past three years, there have been more than 3,000 petitions against the pollution caused by construction projects. The EPA has now tightened the rules to combat air pollution. What changes have been made? Stephanie Yang takes a look. 
New construction projects are on the rise. Many large-scale civil construction projects are in progress, but this means that air pollution problems such as dust have also increased. According to the EPA, the construction sector has managed to cut its pollution rate by about 58 percent. However, over the past three years, there's been an average of 100,000 construction projects a year. Every year, the government receives an average of more than 3,600 complaints about air pollution caused by construction projects. The ratio of petitions from the public is about 3 percent. We hope that through the management of these construction projects, we can reduce the cases of petitions regarding the emissions of particulate matter. The new EPA regulations include higher coverage rates for dust protection nets, taller construction fences, and the use of low-pollution trucks. They apply to seven major engineering categories, road tunnels, pipelines, bridges, regional development, dredging, and other construction projects with contracting funds exceeding 1.8 million NT. EPA will inspect the sites twice a year, and if conditions do not improve, fines will be issued and construction halted. The EPA's Director General for Air Quality and Noise Control places as a top priority the use of dust protection nets around the construction of buildings, which is classed as a first-level category of project. We have increased the coverage rate of the first level from 80 to 90 percent. We invite large-scale projects to strengthen the coverage, and the requirements for fences will also be increased from 1.8 meters to 2.4 meters, so that it can be isolated from its surroundings. We also require that these large-scale projects must use low-pollution vehicles. We also require a ratio to use it. According to the air pollution regulations, the current penalty is 100,000 to 20 million NT. There will be a year for the relevant construction industries to make some preparations. Air pollutants emitted by construction projects are mainly coarse particulate matter, or PM10, which accounts for about 15 percent of the emissions from various pollution sources across the country. The EPA hopes that through the implementation of these measures, PM10 can be reduced by 3,415 metric tons per year. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Li Chi in Taipei.